This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, October 9th, 2011. There's an app for that, the Balance app. That's right, there's an app, an application in the Bible for everything that's important in life. And uh, we're going to be looking at some of those apps today and for the next three weeks. Today we're looking at the app for balance. It's a big touch screen, isn't it? We had Pretty to get that, cool! We had, we had to get that while Mike was away because it was very expensive. It's a very big, very expensive item there. But, you know, nothing's too much. No expense spared. Yeah. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, um, before I pray, I just think it's uh, really cool. We planned this series, there's an app for that, like three, four months ago. And I don't know, Barry had to put this on there, but that little thanks, Steve, to Steve Job for the app. There was an app for that. Isn't that kind of ironic that he passed away and here we're talking about an app? Yeah, yeah. Well, my name's Carrie Jones again, and we're two sinners who have been saved by God's grace. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you so much for today, for the opportunity to be in your presence. You are the air we breathe. We're desperate for you. And now, Lord, um, help us set aside all the craziness of the day, maybe of the morning, and help us focus on you. We pray this in your name. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Okay, so balance. It is crucial for healthy living. For example, the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, recently came out with a food plate to replace. Anybody remember the old pyramid for your food groups? They've come out with a food plate. And the reason is the new, first of all, plate makes more sense than a pyramid. Most of us don't eat off of a pyramid, but we eat off a plate. But anyway, it focuses on a more balanced diet because a balanced diet is crucial for our good health. Okay, who remembers this age-old saying, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? Okay, more than that, Jack's life is out of balance if all he does is work. Amen to that. You know, even things as seemingly unimportant as tires on the car need to be in balance. Because the times mine have been out of balance, they've worn a whole lot more quickly than they should have, and I've spent a whole lot of dollars needlessly, all because those tires were out of balance. Balance is crucial. It is absolutely crucial. We were at a leadership conference a couple months ago, And there was this guy, his name's Bill Hybels. Some of you might have heard of him. He's the senior pastor at Willow Creek. Well, he talked about balance in terms of the challenges in our jobs, in our careers. And what happens when those challenges are out of balance and what happens to our need for replenishment? Yeah. What he talked about was um, achieve, uh, 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 being challenged in the job. He said, some of us are under-challenged. 
And, and, and what that means is we, we aren't um, doing all that we're called uh, to do, all that we've got. To, we're not using all that we've got, okay? We're, we're, we're under challenge. We're out of balance uh, from, being, uh, under, from an underloaded standpoint. And therefore, it doesn't take a whole lot to replenish us, at least from that standpoint. But it might because we might be bored out of our minds because we're under challenge. And so we might not be being replenished as we should be because we aren't, uh, we aren't being pushed a little bit. We're almost lethargic, possibly, right. in the job. Well, at the other extreme of that are the dangerously over-challenged. That's the other end of that spectrum. And notice the word dangerously. Dangerously. Those who are dangerously over-challenged are so overextended that they basically are living on the edge every day. Anybody kind of chuckling at this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're out of balance, and work is just zapping everything that we've got, and replenishment is nearly impossible when we're at that end of the spectrum, and it's really hard for us to give our best when we find ourselves way up there. And then there are those who are appropriately challenged. That comes right in the middle. Just enough, not too much. Hybels points out that we do our best work when we are working just above appropriately challenged. Just not way up to dangerous, but just above appropriately challenged. When we're being pushed just a little bit, but not dangerously. When we're working just above the appropriate level, we're able to be replenished, and yet we're still um, encouraged. We still have stuff that's uh, pushing us just a little bit. It makes it exciting. In other words, when we are working or even playing or whatever we might be doing, when we are doing it at that level, we are more likely to have balance in, in that area of our life and therefore balance throughout our life. You know, balance really, there's a lot of different factors in balance, a lot of different factors that help us get balance, but one of the key factors of balance, it's a four-letter word, starts with R, it ends in T, rest. Maybe maybe that's why we try to avoid it. It's a four-letter word. I just just realized that. You know, sufficient, sufficient rest. And so I know, I know that many of you are saying, you have got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. You're talking to me about rest. My job is so demanding. I have all these kids. We're running, running, running all the time. I get it. I get it. Been there, done that, doing that. I'm challenged with this as well. We understand that culture is just go, 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 go. And it's hard at times to just take a deep breath. Yet we believe, because it's biblical, that rest is one of the most important things that we can do in order to achieve balance. In fact, it might be the most important thing. And it's very biblical. Very, but we find this uh, idea of rest throughout the scriptures. We find it right there at the beginning in Genesis. Now, not in the first book. In the first book, Genesis chapter 1, that's where God does all the creating, right? I love that chapter. of That's one of my favorite chapters of the book. It says, with a word, light. Adam, you know, he just with a word, he creates. It's just awesome. But six days, he does it. And then here's what we're told at the beginning of chapter 2, Genesis. It says this. It says, 
So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he... Ooh, there's a word, rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he... From all his work of creation. Yeah. Wow. So a few moments ago, we sang the song, Everlasting God. We sang that God does not grow faint. God does not grow weary. That is right out of scripture. It's Isaiah chapter 40. We have this everlasting God. But God created this time set apart and holy. Why? Not because God was worn out after all that creating, but because God set a model for you and for me that we do need replenishment. We need rest. God needed to possibly appreciate what was around them. And God modeled that need for rest and balance. Rest, it's absolutely crucial. I was having some memory challenges a couple years ago. I still have some, but they're not as bad. It's a memory challenge. And we ran some tests uh, to make sure I had some x-rays done. It was a little challenging when they said, we find nothing in there, Alan. Um, uh, but that's good, they said. Okay, good for you to say. But then I, I just need to say, you know, we say, oh, I can't remember or I'm forgetful. This was way, I mean, we like need a to hole. say it was like a black hole, like... It was, it was not good. Of course, Carrie could have gotten away with a lot of things. She could have said, you know, Alan, I told you. I already told you that. Uh, I'm not, re- well, I told you. So anyway, anyway, so I go to this um, Neurologist. psycho testing guy. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, he wasn't psycho, but he was a testing, psychological testing guy. And, and, uh, and he, he was to find out if I had, like, early Alzheimer's, because I really feared that, or possibly um, maybe a lesion or something. And he said, none of that. You might possibly be mildly ADD. I said, well, that, now all of a sudden a lot of things that make sense. sense for my whole life. But, but he, also pointed out, um, he also pointed out when he said, uh, so uh, you're getting eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> Uh, no, not quite. It's more, usually more like six. He said, well, that could be a, a real big cause of your challenge with the memory because not enough sleep, your mind doesn't have enough time to rest and to do what it needs to do in those memory banks. You and know, there was a medical reason yeah. for that that needed to be taken yeah. care of. Yeah. And so... Um, and so um, and not just memory, but there are a lot of other uh, medical challenges that happen when we don't get sufficient rest, when we, our bodies don't get the rest they need in order to replenish our bodies, our minds. They need downtime in order. And it's interesting, I've, I've read, where your body, if you're just like sitting in a chair lounging, it's getting the rest, but your mind doesn't get the rest until it gets sleep. You know, it takes... It takes true rest. We need sufficient rest in order to do what God calls us to do. And it's just not about daily rest. You know, God took the seventh day and rested. 
And likewise, in the Ten Commandments, we are told to do the same thing. It's not ten suggestions, it's ten commandments. Let's take a look at this. It says, the Bible says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Now the challenge is uh, back in that time, remember Jesus had some challenge with the Pharisees sometime. They got all over him for, quote, working on Sunday or on the Sabbath and that kind of thing. And they had a law where if you wore sandals with a certain kind of tack holding them together, if the tack was too heavy, you couldn't wear them on the Sabbath because that was considered work. They went way crazy, you see, because they were, it's, it's the spirit of the law, not that letter of the, you know, there was well, this work, is this, you know, that kind of thing. You know, the purpose is God's not trying to find us. Can we get over or not get over on God? The thing is God's trying to look out for us because God knows that we need downtime. God knows we need rest time. God knows we need a part time. That's what holy means, set apart for God. You know, we live in a, in a 24-7, 365 society. I mean, just every day of the year, every hour of the day, you can find something open, can't you? I mean... It's never shut down. Some places never, it's just round the clock constantly. Go, go, go. And this idea of rest sometimes in our culture, in our society, seems like some kind of an ancient, (laughs) ancient idea that just no longer makes any sense at all. And yet, yet it is still possible to have Sabbath, even for a company to have Sabbath. You know, there's a major fast food chain that is not open on Sundays. Now, when we say this, our purpose is not to give an advertisement for that company. They didn't give us a year's worth of free food, unfortunately. Although um, I do like but, the sweet tea. <laughs> but but we bring it out just because it, it brings out a, an important um, aspect of what can be. Um, the company, many of you probably know, is Chick-fil-A. And... and and their clothes on saying it was a conscientious decision that was made way back when they opened in 1967. Founder Truett Cathy was a devout Southern Baptist, and he said at the time that he was not so committed to financial success that he would abandon his priorities and principles. Financial success was not going to be so important that he would turn his back on what was important to him this, this Sabbath day. And so he established that for the company. Now, let's face it, 1967 is a whole different world than 2011 in terms of things being open on Sunday. I mean, 10 years after that, 1977, I was in Seaford, went with a friend down to Salisbury to the mall to go shopping on a Sunday, and uh, there was not a car in the parking lot because, any of you remember the old blue laws? Blue laws said it will not be open on Sunday unless it's like a a drugstore, an emergency kind of thing. So, I mean, that was up further north 10 years later. 67, I think he started that company, I'm, I'm not mistaken, in Atlanta. Bible Belt. 60, 
being closed on Sunday wasn't like, I'm not sure it was quite as revolutionary as it would be today, but it was significant because Sunday's a day when people travel, when they would stop in for a sandwich, and there's a lot of business that would not be had if you were closed on Sunday. The thing is, though, here in 2011, that store is still closed on Sunday. And so in this go-go culture, this 24-7, 365 culture that we're in, they still have continued to maintain that conscientious decision to stay closed while businesses around them are booming on Sunday. But what it shows us and what it proves is that it's still possible, even for a business, to take a Sabbath and not only survive, but, hey, Chick-fil-A is doing very well, not only survive, but to thrive. There are other places that are closed on Sunday. Some are closed on Monday to try to get that rest and replenishment. The, the cool thing about Kathy is that his principles were, were God-centered, that he really needed to, um, to honor God by staying closed. But we also recognize that there are places that have to be open on Sunday. You know, a lot of the medical centers, a lot of us have worked on saying we have to do that. There are places that absolutely cannot shut down. We get that. That being said, we still have to recognize a time, some other time, for Sabbath. Many of us are in all kinds of professions that just keep going round the clock. But there are still times when we can set it aside, if not Sunday or Monday, maybe Wednesday. I don't know what that looks like for you, but we need to do that. But that leads to the question, are you as an individual, regardless of what your company is doing, are you taking Sabbath time? That's a challenge for us because here's Sunday morning. It's hard for us to say this is Sabbath time. I mean, we're worshiping, but it's, you know, we're, uh, so we need to take other time. Often for us, maybe a Friday or Sunday morning or possibly Saturday, but set time aside. Not Sunday morning. I mean, Monday morning, I'm sorry. (laughs) Monday. Um, So the question is, are you taking Sabbath? Um, And we recognize that some jobs are, where Sunday hours are required uh, if you're going to keep the job. We we recognize that. And the question is, though, how are you still going to somehow take Sabbath, somehow take rest, perhaps another day. Um, and I know some of you might be working six, and there are times when some may even work, I know guys here who work been working seven hours a, uh, or seven days a week. You go, hello, where's my Sabbath day? Well, it, it might not be able to be a day, but where are you taking some rest? And I don't mean just taking a nap or watching a ball game. I mean setting some time aside for replenishment Time aside, holy time, God time. Set apart time. It's important, important enough that God gave it to us, as Carrie said, not as a, the ten, one of the ten suggestions, but it is one of the commandments. So when we don't take rest, uh, something happens. We, we have a little... We have a demo. A demo here. Like a science experiment. Yeah. All right, so our lives get really, really churned up when we don't have rest. It just, 
we're constantly. You can feel this, can't you? Your daily routine sometimes. Running, right? running, running, and then each day gets more and more chaotic, and then it's tough to see clearly. It's tough to see where we're going. It's tough to see where we've been. It's it's tough to even catch our breath. And when life's challenges just hit us over and over, we get really uh, burdened and feel kind of murky. And that just doesn't feel restful, does it? When we take a look at that, it doesn't. And our souls need rest. Our mm. minds, our bodies need rest. Okay, it feels kind of yucky. It does. Ugh. Anyway, there's a passage of Scripture, many of you may be familiar with it, in which Jesus shares how we can find not necessarily bodily rest, although that's important, rest for our minds and our bodies, but rest for our souls, rest for our spirits. And we find that rest in him. Here's what he says. He says, Matthew 11, 28, 29, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I'm sure we've got many here today who feel that. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. You know, yoke's that thing that you put on an oxen to pull the, pull the plow or pull the wagon or whatever it might be. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Isn't that just a isn't that passage just kind of that just kind of brings you a feeling of, of rest, doesn't it? Oh gosh. You know, Jesus it says, give Jesus your troubles. Give Jesus your challenges. Share them with him. And, and in exchange, by having this relationship with him, he will, you will find rest in your soul through him. Wow. Give Jesus your day. Give Jesus your week. There's a, another version of this scripture. It's a translation that we, we really like. It's from the message, Eugene P- Peterson I wrote the message, and he writes, Are you tired? This is Jesus talking. Are you tired? (laughs) Um, How many can say yes to that? Yeah, yeah, me too. Worn out? Burned out on religion? Well, we hope that's a no. Uh, Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. I mean, walk with Jesus. Work with Christ. Watch how Jesus does it. That unforced rhythm of grace. That brings balance to our lives. Christ says, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. Watch how I do it. You know, Jesus took rest. He was human. He had to sleep. He had to take rest. But more than that, he took rest when he was um, being overtaxed, when, 
when he was preaching to the crowds, remember, and afterwards, he would get off and away from the crowds, either from talking to them or healing them or whatever. And you know what he did when he got away? He didn't watch a ball game. He didn't, uh, you know, throw in the seed. He prayed. See, that, for him, that time apart was truly holy time. That rest time was holy time because he was in communion with God the Father. He was, he was finding rest for his soul through time apart with, with God. And, 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 and so then the question is this. What changes do, do you need to make in order to bring this balance we're talking about to your life? First, are you getting sufficient sleep? I'm convicted here. I, haven't, I need to get a little bit more. Enough to replenish your mind and your body. If not, it's not healthy not to. And your body sooner or later will rebel. <laughs> it, it always does. What need, change need to change in order to get enough sleep? Um, or, and then what change need to make to get rest, to have time with God? And here's the thing. You know what? I think it's really hard for many of us. There's a two-letter word that sometimes we don't say and we need to. And that word is no. I was on a committee for our conference for annual worship. I kind of headed up one of our worship things. And I went to a meeting the other day. And they moved up the time frame about four months so that all the stuff was going to be, have to be done like November, December this year. And, 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 and I looked at that and some other things and kind of prayed about it and thought about it. I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to give excellence to that and also give excellence here with some things that are going on here. I had to tell the person in charge of the whole thing, I had to say, no. I, I'm not sure I, I really like But when I did it, it felt good because I knew that was the right thing because that was not going to be quality time. I needed to say no. Sometimes we need to say no. What is it that you need to say no to? Is there an opportunity that just isn't good timing right now? Or maybe no is just to something like a TV show. Uh, <laughs> I'm a good one. In my case, it should have been a few ball games. <laughs> uh, that wasn't uh, restful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's have a great night tonight. Oh, this was a terrible night. You Woo. got more worked up than I did. But I anyway, know I did. Um, we'll pray for that team. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, maybe it's an invitation. I mean, maybe it's something that was going to be fun or maybe something that really exciting. But maybe you need to say no because it's going to be one more thing on an already full plate that you don't need because you need some sleep or rest and time with God. Maybe it's an opportunity for some overtime at work. Now, in the one case, maybe you've got to do it because you've got bills. On the other hand, sometimes maybe it's for luxuries and the real luxury you need is rest more so than something else. What needs to change in our lives to bring rest, to bring balance to our souls? You know, our culture tells us everything different than what we're talking about today. Our culture, you know, there's this go, 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 and do, do, do. And, you know, if we have kids, we've got them in about 100 different lessons. I mean... I have, we have four kids. Is that really necessary to do that? What, have four kids? <laughs> yes, it was. 
Is it really necessary to be as involved in a lot of things as we are? We need to take a look at our lives. What needs to change in order to get replenished? There were um, a number of years ago, I was so tired that uh, a night's sleep didn't catch it. Actually, I came home from a vacation and I still wasn't replenished. We can get so bone-weary tired from life that it takes months to kind of dig our way out of it. This is not a quick, easy fix by going to bed tonight at 10 o'clock. But it is trying to prioritize our lives so that we can get in this rhythm with God. Many of us have, we're in situations where, you know, it won't change tomorrow, but as we look at the big scope of things, it will change a year from now, and we need to work toward that. What needs to happen in order to prioritize our lives so that we can get some rest and balance? Mm. And, you know, especially, not just, we're not just talking about sleep, but we're talking rest time to not only replenish the physical, emotional, and mental tanks, time to replenish our spiritual tanks as well. Time to be with the Lord, time apart, special time. That's what uh, holy means, set apart for God. Time to better know ourselves, time to better know our maker, time to, for, uh, for that relationship. You know, relationships just don't happen, do they? They take time, they take energy, and they take... Uh, the energy here might be restful energy where we're in touch with God. What needs to change in your life in order to have that time? What shifts in priority must occur in order to have the balance in the life that God's calling you to have? You know, when, uh, when we take time to rest, when we share our burdens with Jesus, when, when we allow him to teach us these unforced rhythms of grace, our lives become kind of like this jar of water. It was all stirred up and murky. And as you can see, it's starting to separate out here a little bit. With time, it's going to separate more. Now, this won't be totally clear because I got this out of the Delaware River. But, um, <laughs> but imagine that we started with clear water. And, and you can see with time, as we let it rest and not be all chaotic and stirred up, as we let it rest, Things become clearer, don't they? We have the opportunity to see a little bit more clearly and, and things get to separate. Less chaos, more visibility. Able to see where we've been, where we're going. And especially, maybe better to be tuned into what God is calling us to. Better able to connect with Jesus and the life that he offers when we just allow ourselves some rest to let things settle out a little bit and, and, and get rid of the chaos. A life with sufficient rest. A life in balance. Like we said, there's an app for that. It's the scriptures. Take time with those. Make sure we have tough time with God. Let's pray. Most holy God, uh, we allow life to get pretty chaotic and... Uh, <laughs> Even right here at church, we kind of uh, say, well, gosh, it's, it's church, God. Uh, what's wrong with that? Well, sometimes we even get a little bit chaotic here. And uh, we need to sometimes just take time. Set time apart. Time 
to rest in you and time to allow Jesus to share with us those unforced rhythms of grace, to share, uh, take on his yoke, what he offers, give him our burdens, and take that rest that he offers. I pray that each one here would know that time of rest, God. Those who don't know you, I pray that, that they would take some time now to talk with you and to touch you. If they don't know you, Christ, I pray that now, this time will be for them to open their hearts to your spirit and to a possible relationship with you. And for those who know you, I pray that they would, um, would reach out to you and look to you for that rest that you bring. We ask these things in your name and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.